and we would get one, and then we get the other one, and then we get another one, and you would be surprised. People with these chronic diseases that they're dying from have dozens, could have dozens, dozens, even hundreds of wounds in their soul that are allowing that disease to come. So people pray, and they pray, and they pray, but they're not praying for their souls. Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. So let's review again, how do we heal these wounds that are killing people? before their time two things simply two things that is the blood from the cross of jesus christ and a power called dunamis that comes through the resurrection see sin makes wounds trauma makes wounds and the first step you need to take to get these wounds healed is you need to plead the blood you need to repent you need to forgive people that you're angry at you need to repent for your ancestors because wounds can be healed, can be passed down through the generations. But what we haven't realized is that indeed, sin and trauma both have left wounds. So when we put the blood, we put the blood, we put the blood, that's great, we need to put the blood. What would we do without the cross of Jesus Christ? But the blood has a specific job. It's for the washing away of sin. Whenever you read about the blood in the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, it always refers to the shedding of blood for the atonement or the washing of sin. But sin and trauma have made a wound, and there's a special power for that. And the good news is that that power is still Christ. It's a power called dunamis that comes from his resurrection. There are many scriptures that connect this power called dunamis with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'll just, I'll just name a few. Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. That word power is the word dunamis. It's saying there's a power called dunamis that comes from the resurrection. In Romans 1.4, it says that Jesus was appointed the Son of God in power by the resurrection. Again, another scripture says that this certain power, which is the Greek word dunamis, comes to us through the resurrection. And again, in 1 Corinthians 6.14, it says, and God hath both raised up the Lord, but will also raise us up by his own power. What's so important about this power? What it does what it does. It heals both your body and your soul. The word dunamis means the power to perform a miracle. That's one meaning, meaning it heals. It gives you the ability, the supernatural power to be able to perform a miracle in your physical body, to kill CLL, to kill cancers, to kill bacterias, to give you new regenerated body parts, livers and lungs and hearts to be regenerated and be healed. It gives you the power to do that. But what else does that word dunamis mean? It also means this, excellence of soul. We've got a power available to us, but we haven't been using it. We go in our closet and we plead the blood. And that's great. We need to keep doing that because we could not do anything without the cross. Jesus paid a penalty, a full and complete penalty for sin, for sickness, for wounds in our soul at the cross. But that payment that he paid 
would be worthless. It would still be in the tomb, dead with him, unless he was resurrected from the dead. You have to have the resurrection. It seals the deal. It stamps, it puts its validity on what Christ accomplished at the cross. Without the resurrection to verify and put the validity stamp on it, the cross would be null and void. Jesus would still be dead in the tomb and the promise is dead with him. We've got to have the resurrection, but we don't partake of the resurrection, do we? We go in our closet and we, we, you know, we bend down and we go, oh God, please forgive our sins. And, you know, we forgive our, anybody who sinned against us and forgive our ancestors' sins. And we plead the blood right now. I've got a sickness in my body, oh God. Wash, wash away my sin with your blood and heal my sickness in my body. And then we say amen and we come out of the closet and we're still sick. Why? Because that sickness could be coming from a wound. And it's dunamis that comes from the resurrection that gets rid of that wound. You got to go back in the closet. You got to say, okay, I just pleaded the blood. Now I'm going to do the same thing with the dunamis. I'm going to start making that my regular practice every day. I'm going to plead that my soul be filled with dunamis because dunamis will make my soul excellent. It will heal my soul of every wound that's killing me right now. We're not doing that. And that's why we're still sick. That's why we're still broke. That's why we're still getting divorced. That's why our ministries are still breaking up. That's why our businesses are still failing. You're going to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Look, it is biblical what I'm telling you to do to start praying for dunamis to fill your soul. Paul prayed for it. Ephesians 3.16, he says this. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power, that's dunamis, in the inner man. What's Paul praying? He's saying, I'm praying that you would be strengthened and reinforced by dunamis power in your soul. He was praying that for us, but we are not praying that for ourselves. That's why we're still sick. I really believe this is one of the reasons. Because we have not tapped into what's been made available to us through the victory at the resurrection. Amen? Now, where does dunamis come from? The resurrection. Say it again. Dunamis comes from the? Okay. How many people know sick peeps that are dying? Amen? Dying of some disease or cancer. Say, it's not the will of God. They're supposed to die with their bones filled with marrow and moistening. They're supposed to die full of strength and vitality at ease. Say that is Job 21. That's not her opinion. I'll just use my friend Georgia Marshall as a good example. Georgia Marshall is one of my prayer generals, my, has been with me on my intercessory team for many years. She's one of the most powerful women of God I've ever met in my life. And last year, I, I hope I have the paper that I wrote it down on, she contacted, um, contracted CLL, which is chronic lymphoma leukemia. Chronic lymphoma leukemia. One lung was completely filled with this CLL, and the other lung was completely filled with fungus. And she went to expert after expert, and it, it finally took, like, on the fifth or sixth doctor to figure out even what it was. And they had to actually drill a hole in her side and go into her lung and test her lung and find out that way what it was. And she had huge lumps on her neck from this lymphoma. And she was dying, dying, dying. 
And every day for 60 days or more, I think, one member of my team, either myself or my other generals, Roxy and Priscilla and Sion, soaked her soul every day. And every day God would show us a different wound that was in her soul that was allowing that CLL to be there. And we would get one, and then we get the other one, and then we get another one. And you would be surprised. People with these chronic diseases that they're dying from have dozens, could have dozens, dozens, even hundreds of wounds in their soul that are allowing that disease to come. So people pray, and they pray, and they pray, but they're not praying for their souls. They're praying for their physical bodies to be healed. We've got to start praying for people's souls because people are dying out of God's time because of a wound in their soul. And that's what we did every day. We prayed for her soul to be healed so that she would prosper and be in health even as her soul is prospered. And this went on for like 60 plus days that we did this. And she finally, her cancer doctor said, we want to start treatment. She had been avoiding it the whole time. We want to start treatment. So they brought her in and they began to administer her very first dose of treatment. And when they did, she had a bad reaction. There was too much Benadryl in the mixture. And as soon as they began the treatment, she had a huge reaction and they had to stop it. So she never even received that treatment. But yet when she went home, because we had been faithful to continue to contend for the healing of her soul, suddenly the lumps in her neck started to stop, you know, stopped. They started disappearing. And then she started gaining weight. Then she started being able to eat. Then the pain started leaving. They took her off of oxygen. She, she could breathe. She was no longer hacking and coughing up this stuff because this stuff in her lungs was dying. You know why? Because she was being prospered in her health even as her soul is prospered. She's here tonight. She's here tonight alive and well. They tested her for the cancer and she came back clean. She's been healed supernaturally. By the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we give God a praise? We're going to activate into this. Amen. I want you to pray for yourself. So that anything in your soul that could possibly ever make you get sick and die out of the will of God. Which is perfect strength and vitality until the very last breath you take. Or I want you to pray for somebody that you know that is dying of a disease. And how do you do that? You just put them in your mind and you put your faith on Jesus healing them with the blood from the cross and the power of dunamis from the resurrection. Amen? I think the Lord has shown me that a lot of times people get sick with diseases that end up taking their lives because of bitterness. Either they've dealt with someone who's bitter towards them, or they become bitter at someone, or they have been so overwhelmed by situations and circumstances, painful events, that they've tasted the bitterness of life. And they have allowed that bitterness to overwhelm them. So I would like to specifically have us first repent for that and forgive people. So let me just help you as, as we go through. I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to give you a specific thing in your life to reveal it to you supernaturally. A person, a situation where you've been bitter. Maybe it was a bitter divorce. Maybe it was a bitter custody battle. Maybe a friendship came to a bitter end. Maybe it was a job that in the end you couldn't stand it any there, to be there any longer. You were so bitter at what they had done to you and what you'd gone through at that job. 
So Holy Spirit, come right now with your revelatory power right now in the name of Jesus. And show these people specific places in their life where they've allowed themselves to become bitter. And we ask, Lord, that you would reveal it to them so that they can cleanse their souls of that sin. We're going to take step one, and we're just going to release the blood that comes from the cross. Amen? So just pray with me now. Just say, I repent for exhibiting strong animosity against friends, family, foes, bosses, leaders, spouses, children, anyone in my life. I repent of bitterness. And I ask that you take your blood, Jesus, and wash me clean of that sin. And I repent for being overcome by bitter grief, anguish, or disappointment. Lord, I do not receive that anymore. I know I've experienced grief, anguish, disappointment, but I refuse to be bitter. And I repent for allowing myself to be bitter about the things that have happened in my life. I repent for showing bitter resentment, bitter cynicism towards people or situations. Wash my sin of bitterness right now by your blood. I repent for getting bitter about that difficult relationship. I repent for saying bitter, sarcastic words towards that person, cutting remarks. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you would wash away my sin of bitterness and that I would be resentful no more. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I repent for being intolerable, unbearable, because I was bitter, for being harsh and corrosive in my tone, for saying acid comments, bitter words, blustering fits, unpleasant, disagreeable because I was bitter. And I forgive everyone that was bitter to me. Now, I'm gonna ask Holy Spirit to give you a specific thing in your life to reveal it to you supernaturally where you've been bitter. Maybe it was a bitter divorce. Maybe it was a bitter custody battle. Maybe a friendship came to a bitter end. Maybe it was a job that in the end you couldn't stand it any there to be there any longer. And you were so bitter at what they had done to you and what you'd gone through at that job. 
So Holy Spirit, come right now with your revelatory power right now in the name of Jesus. And show these people specific places in their life where they've allowed themselves to become bitter. And we ask, Lord, that you would reveal it to them so that they can cleanse their souls of that sin. So just let Holy Spirit come right now. Now say, Lord, any bitterness that's involved in that situation, I repent of it now. Repent for your words that were bitter, your thoughts that were bitter, your actions that showed bitterness. Just let the Lord wash of that sin right now by his blood. Now say amen. Now do we stop there? Good answer. Why not? We need dunamis. We've always stopped there. And we've still been sick. I'm not denigrating the cross. I'm saying we need all of Jesus. We need everything he's done for us. So now put your hand on your heart or your stomach. And just pray with me. Say, Lord, your blood has washed my sin away. Now I ask that the power of dunamis that comes from your resurrection would heal every wound in my soul that came from bitterness. Soak my soul. Cause it to be filled with resurrection power. Cause me to become what dunamis means. Excellent of soul. I command that my soul be filled with resurrection power. I decree every wound that would make me get sick and die through disease before my time be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to my soul and I say, soul, receive resurrection power right now. Right now I'm being filled with it. All my sickness, all my disease, all my illness, all my ailments that come from my wounds will have to leave because my soul is becoming excellent. I am excellent of soul. 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 Now I want you to just sit there right now and just press into that. Press into your soul right now. Be filled with that power that you are not infirmed anymore. You don't have a weakness or infirmity in your body or your soul because of the blood and dunamis. Just press into it right now. Press into it. Wow, did you feel that? We are making progress. In fact, I believe a lot of you just got healed. Let me command sickness to come off of you right now. In the name of Jesus, I command every spirit of infirmity to go right now in Jesus' name. Spirit of infirmity, I command you to bow the knee in the name of Jesus. You loose them and you go and you take your disease with you right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of pain, you go too right now in Jesus' name. I decree no more pain in the name of Jesus. Now I declare that you are a hostage no more to long-term chronic or terminal illness. 
Your soul has been healed and you will live out your days strong, full of vigor, healthy, vibrant, full of energy and pain free until the day you go to glory. I decree it in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.